Because if you, if you want to close the gap, we're going to push in a lot on this. I'm going to recap you just a little bit. But you, you cannot, I cannot close the gap in isolation. Right? We can't. I mean, we've laid some great foundation in this series. Pastor Marion took us into, okay, if we're going to close the gap, we've got to get our beliefs right. And so we went through those three beliefs. This must change now. I must change this now. I can change this now. And we pushed into Philippians 3, 14. I can do all things. Who can do it? You mean an angel's not going to pop down out of heaven and help you do those push-ups like wave on the clouds of, no, no. Who can do it? See, God's not going to do it for you. Now, if you will take a step and say, okay, there's a gap. Here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm at. And I want to get from here to there. I want to close this gap. God is not going to lift you up on angel's wings and float you over here. He's not going to do it. But if you will take a step and you'll take another step and then you might feel like something comes at you and you'll boom, you get knocked down. Guess who's going to help you stand right back up? The Holy Spirit will help. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, he will strengthen you, but he's not going to make you take a step. He's not going to do the work for you. He gave you the power. He gave... Look at somebody say, he gave you the power. And then ask them, what are you doing with it? So you got to make some choices. So we started with those beliefs and then we pushed a little further and we said, you know what, it's not just about beliefs, we got to take the steps. And then so we went into those three steps and we talked about three steps to close the gap and we went into Romans 12, one through two. Be not conformed to the pattern of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, because then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. See, if you're just standing over here having a pipe dream of, oh, Jesus, I want to be over there. You're not going to be transformed. You just have an idea, an idea without action, just to a, a dream. It's just, there's no substance to it. But if you have a belief, I can, I must change. Then, and you start to take some steps. The transformation starts in the process. This is where the transformation happens. The goal is not actually just to get here. The goal is the journey because in the journey, you are becoming who God designed you to be. You are learning what his good, pleasing, and perfect will is. But until you begin to take some steps, you're never going to get that. And so then once we got some belief right, and then we began to take some steps, we said, okay, well, we've got to, what, what we've been doing over here is not going to get us over there. Can I get an amen on that, somebody? It's not an, if you always do what you've always done, you're always going to get what you always got. Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results is insanity. Don't be insane. Don't be crazy. You've got to, do, so you've got to set a new standard. And so we looked into the contrast between the life of David and the life of Saul. And we, we looked at the difference between how Pastor 
broke this down beautifully between how Paul, or between how David and how Saul, King Saul, closed those gaps. How they deal with those gaps. And so we learned three things. We talked about, you know what? Number one, the essential, you gotta have your identity, right? You got to know who you are. Because if you don't know who you are, you ain't closing no gaps in your life. Because if you don't know who you are, then you're over here caring. You don't even take the first step because you care too much about what other people think. Oh no, what are they gonna think about me? Oh no, are they gonna think I'm too big for my britches? Oh no, are they gonna hold my past against me and instead of taking steps forward, you're like coming back over here and like, oh, woe is me, I'll never get over there. Stop it! You got to know who you are. You are a child of the most high God. You were created with destiny. He called you to greatness. You're not just taking up space on this planet. He put you here on purpose for a purpose. So you got to know who you are. And then once you know who you are, it's not just your identity. I forgot point two, what was it? You got to have clarity. That's funny that I forgot it. Clar- See, you got, until you have clarity, you can't move forward. See, just real-time de- demonstration there. Clarity's power. You've got to know what you want. Pastor was talking to right there. You've got, see, if pastor did not speak out specifically what we were believing for as a church family, Robert would not have sent me that text and we wouldn't have gotten to celebrate. But because he was specific about what he wanted, about what we need, there was clarity and in clarity, there's power. Like he said, some of you, you've, what, what you want's right out there for you. You just don't know what, you haven't been clear on it. You haven't spoken it out. You have the power to speak life and death. You can speak a whole lot of death and staying over here instead of speaking life and taking steps one at a time. So, and then that, that's the last thing we learned from Saul and David was that you've got to have progress because progress equals happiness. Progress equals happiness. If you ain't moving forward, you ain't gonna be happy. Pardon my hillbilly vernacular. I'm not a hillbilly, but I hang hang out with some. (laughs) Woo! The anointing flows down from the head. Yes, yes. See, if I don't have progress in closing that gap, I'm never going to close that gap. One step after another. And guess what? Sometimes it might feel like two steps forward, one step back but you're still making two steps forward. You've got to keep moving. And so then last week, last week, pastor started to push in on another key point from the life of David. And we're gonna keep pushing today on that because if, if we get this, nothing can hold back the destiny for which God created us, nothing. Because David teaches us through his life. David had some gaps, right? We talked about, he got that, those things. But you know what? Those three points, identity and clarity and progress, he did not do that on his own. David did not close the gaps of his life in isolation. He didn't walk around acting as if he had to figure it out all on his own. That he had to have his stuff together and be like, I don't, I don't need no help. Now see, this is pertinent to us because I think We're in church on a Sunday morning. And I think some of us walk in here, maybe most of us, on a pretty consistent basis. And we walk in here, we walk into a small group or 
And we feel like we have to have it all together. We feel like we can't let people see where we're struggling. We're a little concerned. How, have any of you walked in here on these Sunday mornings? We're talking about preaching, closing the gap, closing the gap. Has anybody else had this thought of like, what if I've got gaps and I don't know what the heck to do? I've, I've got gaps, but I kind of feel powerless to close them in my life. What, what do we do then? Because some of you, you've got some gaps in your life and you're thinking, what if people really knew the gaps I have? Like, what if people really knew that my, my marriage is hanging on by, by a thread? What, what if people, what if people really knew that I walk into church on a Sunday morning filled with shame? Because I'm part of that stat that 68% of Christian men watch porn. Some of you are thinking, what if people knew that with all my smiles and serving on a Sunday morning, I am so insecure that sometimes I feel like a fake, a fraud. Every time I walk in here, I come to serve, but I feel like a fraud. What if people really knew? Some of you, I mean, there's all kinds of different things. What if people really knew I cuss a little or I drink a little? Or I'm having sex a little outside of marriage. That little is probably not accurate, but. <laughs> what if people knew? Come on, what's really going on in my life? Some of you are feeling a little guilty and awkward right now because you're like, man, I'm not struggling with any of those things. Oof, I'm so glad. What if, what if people knew that like my life is actually good? And I'm living in faith and I'm full, like, you know, people ask me how you're doing and I say I'm great and I feel like they're judging me because they don't believe me that life is good. And so I don't want people, I don't want to get close to people. I don't want to become vulnerable with people because if, if I don't have as much problems as them and as many issues as them, I feel like they're going to judge me for that. Here's the deal. If the devil can isolate us, if he can keep us isolated, with this big mass, if he can keep us isolated, we're never gonna close the gap. If he can keep you thinking those kind of thoughts and thinking nobody can relate to me and I can't let people know my imperfections and my vulnerabilities and my issues, my struggles, if he can get you thinking that way, then he's already won. Because you're not gonna close the gap alone. Like you, you can make some progress alone but at some point, something's gonna happen that you can't handle alone. And you're gonna be like, I see it. And then something's gonna happen and you are gonna be alone and isolated. And those thoughts are gonna start pounding you on your head. They're gonna start pounding and pounding. You're not good enough. You don't deserve this. You're gonna be just like your mama, just like your daddy. And if you are isolated, you will not take another step. You will fall back to that safe, mediocre dismal experience of life when you have this big massive gap. And here's the thing, I'm not talking about something I don't know because I have experienced in my life and every single one of these areas I'm mentioning, I've experienced in my finances, 
I've experienced it in my physical health. I've experienced it in my spiritual journey. I've, I've tried to go it alone. You know, I've experienced it in trying to launch a business. I've experienced it in trying to establish new habits in my life. In every single area, when I tried to go it alone, I was miserably and very consistently a failure. How many got some consistency? And like, you know, you got some consistency. When you try to do it on your own, it doesn't work out. And yet, in every one of those areas, when I got around some like-minded people and I locked arms, locked shields, and I said, I need you, you need to fill a gap that I don't have. I cannot do this on, the, on my own. Help! Every single time, there is growth. There is progress. There is me accomplishing things I could not do on my own but I had to have the guts and the courage and the humility and the awareness to realize doing it on my own is not even an option. You've got to do it with somebody. So here's my goal today, is if you've been trying to go it alone, that ends today. Today. If you felt disconnected, even in church on a Sunday morning, that ends today. Amen. If you've perhaps have lost hope, if you've got these gaps and you've been staring at these gaps for so long and you've just started to lose hope that the gap can ever be closed. Can I tell you something? If you get around the right people, hope can be reignited in your life. All those things can end today. Let let me uh, me just do this. Hey, back half of the room. Literally, I was praying last night in this room. I was standing right over there. And God said, tomorrow when you're preaching, you're gonna have to preach some to the back half of the room. Because for whatever reason, oftentimes, no judgment here, the back half of the room is a little less connected than the front half of the room. Like, I don't know all your names back here. I know some of your names. Some of you have been here since kingdom come and you still sit in the back and that's cool, that's cool. No judgment. But can I tell you people back here and some of you up front, the new people, you just like the front, you always sit in the front. Can I tell you something? You need the right relationships in your life. You cannot do this on your own. If you want to break a pattern of your life, of failure, of feeling unworthy, of feeling like you don't fit, you don't belong. If you want to break that pattern, take a step of faith today to connect with people who are going to level up your life, who are gonna begin to speak life into you, to bring strength and support. Because you can come in here on a Sunday morning and you're gonna get encouraged. But if you don't get what I'm talking about, It can only bring so much power to your life. I mean, you can get in an environment like this and draft on the awesomeness of what happens and it's gonna bring strength. But if you wanna take it to a whole nother level and if you want to experience longevity of strength, of overcoming victory in your life, of a depth of intimacy with your heavenly father,
of feeling like you are a part of bigger, part of something bigger than yourself. You cannot, you will not do that in isolation. Look at somebody and say, it's time to find your people. And, and to pastor's point, some of you, you, don't, you haven't even acknowledged this yet, but your people are sitting right around you. They're sitting right around you. It's my people right there, see? He's like, my brother's up there sweating like crazy. He can't even wipe it off his head. Your people are sitting right around you and you, don't, you haven't even acknowledged, you haven't even tapped into that yet, but today's your day. And see, when we look at the life of David, you see that in him, right? You go to 1 Samuel 22 if you wanna turn there and I'm just gonna push through this story and I'm gonna challenge us and I'm gonna give, give you some practical things to grab hold of to bring a recognition of this truth that, you know what? Who you hang around is who you will become. Choose very carefully who you spend your time with because who you spend your time with is who you will become. And David's life plays this out to the T because we are going to be the average of the five people we spend the most time with. You're going to be the average of their happiness, the average of their integrity, the average of their thinking, some of y'all already getting conviction right now about the Holy Spirit. You're gonna be average of their income, the average of their spiritual hunger for Jesus. You're gonna be the average of how much time they serve is gonna be the average of how much time you serve. Let me say it a little differently. Who you spend time with, the, the people you spend the most time with, you will begin to reflect the standards of their life. We're gonna see this in David's life. When you get around the right people, you begin to reflect that. So David, in 1 Samuel 22 there, it says that David, let me read it. David left Gath and escaped to the cave of Adullam. Um, just gonna stop right there. Even the strongest, boldest, most powerful people you can think of in faith or any other area, even the best, even the greatest of all champions are going to be vulnerable when they are isolated. When you are surrounded by your people, there's a strength that comes. See, if I'm in a dark alley by myself and somebody walks up to me, in a dark alley and they look like they're gone. Like, I'm gonna be scared. But if Alfonso and Cam and Charlton were standing behind me, I'd be like, what's up? <laughs> <Tell them. laughs> I got people. That's right, that's your people. And I'd be like, fellas, go, go, go get them. <laughs> I ain't never been in a fight in my life. Take that back. One, this one time I was like in first grade, a kid took like the, it was holding the clothespins on the clothesline, like, one of the, like a bleach bottle and he took it and he hit me. That's the one fight I've been in my whole life. But if I got people, I can get bold really fast. See, David got alone. He got isolated and be, he, 
He was retreating and escaping. And let me tell you something. Some of you are living your life in escape mode. You're on social media because I want to connect with people. And it's not true. You are escaping from the life you're living. You don't like the life you have. And so you look for escape. Some of you are at so many sporting events with your kids because you love your children. You want, no, no, no. You're escaping from the destiny and the calling on your life. Some of you have been working that job and I gotta, well, I gotta keep the job. I gotta get paid, you know, and I've, I've got, I'm almost to retirement. And that job is an escape. It is an excuse for not living into your destiny and your calling. For not being the husband, the wife that you were called to be. Don't live in escape mode. And see, David, he ran, he escaped, he got isolated, he got alone. And see, it begs the question, what would have happened if David stayed alone in that cave? See, we don't have to wonder what would have happened. Because we've all done it. When you get in isolation, your destiny begins to slowly die from the inside out. If you don't want to fulfill your dreams and if you want to live the rest of your life with gaps between where you are and where you want to be, I will give you a surefire guarantee how to live right here and never get over there. Just live your life alone. Never ask for help. Never take a risk and expose yourself and be vulnerable and let people know that you're not perfect. If you don't want to get over, just, just do that right by yourself. Keep escaping and isolating yourself and you will stay right here. Actually, you won't. You start here and then you'll go over here. And you'll get over into this place so dark and so alone that you'll lose hope. See, depression can't thrive in relationship. You get the right people around you. Now, I know there's mental, chemical imbalances. I'm, I'm not... Even with that, you get around the right people, speaking life into you consistently, it cannot thrive. It's not possible. So David got alone, but he didn't stay alone, right? It says, verse 22, when his brothers and father's household heard about it, they went down to him there. See, he was escaped alone, but then God gathered 400 people, his people. Everybody say, my people. See, sometimes you just need your people to come to you because you don't have the strength to ask them to come help you. You, You've been fighting for so long, your resilience is not even registering anymore. And so you need some people that are gonna come to you, that are gonna support you. You need some people around you that are gonna remind you of who you really are. See, David was in isolation, but when his people came to him, his people who remembered, they saw him kill Goliath. They'd heard the stories and they never forgot. See, Tony, there's things in your life that you've accomplished that God has done in your life and you've forgotten them. But Gaylord, he's seen some of those things and he's gonna remind you when you need it most, he's gonna be there to remind you of just how great the God on the inside of you is and that you can do all things. 
He's going to strengthen you, but you can do it. You can do it. There's power. There's ability on the inside of you that God placed there. Calling, destiny, you can. And guess what? You must. But when you forget that, he's going to remind you. And we all need people like that in our lives that are going to speak life. And sometimes they're going to see your greatness before you see your greatness. They're going to see the power of your life before you see the power of your life. I remember Jared and Summer sneaking in. They typically sat in the middle section right over here for like a year and a half. And they were faithful attenders of church, sometimes not early to get here, late leaving, or, you know, early. they were one of the first ones out the door. They didn't have any relationships here at Bethel. And I remember having conversations with them three years ago before we launched Connect Groups. And like, as soon as we started having conversations, they were on my list. They were, they were a little bit of a hit list for me because I knew there was greatness in them. I knew there was a strength of character. I knew there was a faith that in them that was gonna benefit other people. And so that first connect group, they end up joining a connect group that Chad and Jenny were our apprentices. And then we got to know them a little bit. And we started to become friends. It took us three years, but then they were apprenticing with Chad and Jenny, leading a group, I guess that was that year too? Oh, it only took us a year. Boom! And now this semester, Jared is leading a men's group. And if you're not in a men's group, you need to get in his. Because there's strength in him that you need. There's greatness. And so sometimes you need somebody else to see it before you see it. To be confident in it before you're confident in it. And you, you've got to get those people around you. Sometimes they're going to come to you. Sometimes like today. Listen, we've got three opportunities. I'm going to tell you the end before I get there. We've got connect groups, we got Bethel School of Ministry, and we got a geek marriage retreat. And some of y'all need to step up and put yourselves in, in an environment that can change your life. You can't do it alone. Hey, Molly Boots, you can't do it alone. Like, it's kind of crazy that you're sitting there by yourself in that row, because usually you got a row of family. Like, y'all take up a whole stinking row. But I was praying last night right there, and I was like, Monty Boots. God has destiny and calling on your life, Monty. He doesn't want you to do this alone. You felt alone. You felt a little disconnected. And God says, guess what? You can fix that. What you need is around you. Do not allow the devil to isolate you, to rob you of that destiny. Because I think God just wanted you to know, listen, man, there's just some little tweaks some little steps out of your comfort zone, that if you'll take those steps, you're gonna see a dramatic shift in your life because you're not alone, even when you feel like it. I can say the same thing to every single person in this room. You are not alone. If you are in this room, you have opportunity to connect with some people that will change your life. You know, when David went to the cave or just before he got to the cave, in uh, chapter 21, he was on the run, right? First Samuel 21, 10 and 11, it says, that day David fled, everybody say escape. He fled from Saul, because Saul was trying to take his life, and went to Achish, king of Gath. But the servants of Achish said to him, isn't this David, the king of the land? Isn't he the one they sing about in their dances? Saul has slain his thousands, and David his tens of thousands. Even when you forget who you are, 
Even when you, your enemy and enemies aren't gonna forget that you killed the giant, that you've slayed your 10,000s. But sometimes you need some other people to remind you. Monty, that's, you're a champion, bro. You're a champion. There is a champion on the inside of you. There is greatness on the inside of you. You just need some people to remind you of that. That's all. Some of you in this room, you can relate to what I'm speaking to him. You've had the victories. You've known the greatness, but you haven't felt that in a while. Do you know what the difference is? Relationship. That peer group. And Pastor talked about last week that your peer group, what is that? That is, your peer group is the people that you care so much about what they think that you will adjust your standards to stay connected to them, to stay in relationship with them, to not disappoint them. And so if you've got a peer group that has a high standard, one of my favorite quotes, your life will be the direct reflection of the expectation of your peer group. So if you get around the right people with a high expectation, that's gonna work out good for you. But if you get around the wrong people with a low expectation, I don't care if your expectation starts here, you get around some people with this expectation, it will not be long till you lower down to that level. Unless, like David, you know who you are at such a level and you've got some people around you that even if they're broke, busted, and disgusted, they're gonna remind you of who you are. They're gonna draw the greatness out of you. See, if you look in 2 Samuel 22.2, it says, all those who were in distress, anybody relate to that? You don't have to raise your hands. Or in debt, hello, or discontented, gathered around him, around David. And he became broke, busted, and disgusted right along with him. Is that what happened? No, 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 no. And he became their leader. About 400 of them were with him. David had such a high standard that when people, even when he forgot who he was, people drew to him because of what was on the inside of him. Some of you, you're like, connect groups, eh, I don't really need that, I'm good. Guess what? It's not about you. There is some greatness on the inside of you that some other people need to draw out of you. You might need to get in an environment so that God can begin to draw things out of you. That's what happened for Sarah Clark. She got in a connect group initially. Actually, her and Josh led one the first year. And did she feel like she needed to do that? No, she knew that she had calling on her life that God needed to draw that out of her. I've seen it happen with Maria and BSOM. She did the internship program. Oh my goodness, Maria. Like she worships nice and she smiles a lot, but she is a powerhouse in the kingdom of God. And I didn't have this conversation, but you can ask her, ask her the difference that those relationships made in her life over the last year. She's testified up here before, but you'll never be the same, will you? Never. You can never go back to where you were because now you know who you are and you've got some people around you that are helping you make progress and move it forward. You close some gaps in your life because the right people. Some of y'all got gaps in your marriage and you've been trying to fix it on your own. Oh my goodness. Stop it, please. 
I did that. You've all heard my story. I did that for a long time and my wife was like, I think we need to do counseling. I think we need to do counseling. I was like, no, we're good. Let's pray about it. Let's do a devotional. And then one day she said, I don't think I won't be married to you anymore. I was like, let's do counseling. (laughs) If you come to me with marriage issues, if I can't help you, I won't be like, get yourself some counseling. Don't try to fix it in isolation. You need the right people. You need the right people. Not just any people, but the right people. My friend Chad over here, um, I asked for his permission to share this, but like he realized a few weeks ago when pastor was preaching that message about, hey, you need accountability and you need to close the gaps and you need to take some steps. Well, Chad realized, hey, you know what? The number one area I need to focus on is my health journey. Want to eat healthier, start exercising, doing that a little bit more. And Chad and I are good friends. I mean, we're bros. Yeah. You know what? He did not ask me for help. Come here, Alfonso. Come here. Stand in the light so they can see the chiseledness here. <laughs> He's a Marine. Yes, he Who was the right person for Chad to ask, Alfonso or me? And now just in a few weeks, Chad's making ridiculous progress because he asked the right person. Thank you, Alfonso. You need to get some champions around you and just hope it rubs off a little bit. That's what happened for those 400 broke, busted, disgusted men. They got in a cave with a champion and they were like, all right, Dave. David became their leader and it began to rub off on them. And then you see what happened in 1 Chronicles. You cross over and it says, these were David's mighty men. Let let me actually read it to you because it's so good. These were the 1 Chronicles 11.10. These were the chiefs of David's mighty men. They together, everybody say together together with all Israel, gave his kingship strong support. Some of you feel so unsupported and isolated in your life, but it's not because it's not available to you. It's because you never put yourself in a cave with some champions and let it rub off. It's available to you with strong support to extend it over the whole land. Now listen, with strong support to extend it over the whole land as the Lord had promised. This, this little revelation didn't hit me this morning. I was reading through my notes. Your people, the right people that God has destined for you in your life are part of God's plan for fulfilling his promises in your life. An entire nation hung in the balance because of those men coming to David in that cave and David becoming their leader. And God God would not have fulfilled his promise for the whole nation of Israel if it wasn't for those relationships. And there are some promises in your life that you've been asking, Jesus, please close the gap. Please close the gap. I want over there. Please, Jesus. And you've been waiting for a lottery ticket out of heaven. And God says, would you just, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That's what God's been saying. He's been saying, listen, 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 stop thinking like the world thinks, waiting on a lottery ticket, waiting on somebody else to do it, playing the victim and thinking you're powerless to change. You can be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You can know what my will is, but you've got to take some steps. You've got to create some movement. You've got to know, just like you got to know who you are. You've got to get that clarity over what you want, the destiny for which God created you. And then you've got to get yourself moving. And when you get knocked down, 
You just got to get up again. They ain't never going to keep it down. Get up again. Get up again. But it is not going to happen. It will not. It cannot happen if you allow the devil to keep you isolated. Here's my biggest thing. Don't stay where you're at. Don't stay where you're at. Take a step. Put yourself around the people that God can use to change your life. Let me ask you a question. How many of you got some relationships in your life, but there's no possible way, some of you wouldn't be even alive, but there's no possible way you would be where you're at today if it wasn't for those relationships. Just raise your hand. Look Now keep them up, look around the room. I'm not making this stuff up, but some, I'm not gonna ask you to raise your hands on this. All of you have some gaps in your life that you know there's some people that could help close that gap. So here's what I do. I wanna ask you to step up. Actually, before I ask you to step up, I wanna make sure you're awake. Everybody repeat after me. Say, I will. I will not isolate. I will find my people. I will step up. Step up. Step up. Today. Today. Today's your day. Like there's no reason to walk out of this room. Never leave the point of a decision without taking an action. Just like pastor was talking about the offering. Don't say I'm gonna put my faith in my giving without sowing a seed. Never leave the point of a decision without taking an action. And so what is the action step you need to take today?